It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So let's bring Elliot Shore Parks in. He's here. He He's had, been charting plays. I just saw the chart. I just saw the notebook here with the charting for day one of Eagles training camp. Elliot Shore Parks is calling. is sit-in now. Brought to you by Cozy Jewelers. Step up to the 50. That's color, cut, clarity. Carrot and you Cozy. You can tell Elliot been working hard. He ain't broke a sweat, man. He ain't got, he ain't got well, no sweat I think sweat he's just he's seasoned. He's been doing this for what? Is this, what training camp is this for you? I think 11. Wow. 11, yeah. Whoever's using these headphones, I believe, what, N'Kobe? It was N'Kobe. Yeah, they, they were sweating. Yeah, N'Kobe was, N'Kobe was sweating. You, well, it was like, hot out you got there some today. wet ears? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, at least the seat's not. That just you know. sounds creepy and yeah. nasty. Not something anybody <laughs> wants. So it's 100%. like it's Christmas morning for you. We're here. Oh, dude, I've been up since 5 a.m. I got my workout in, made sure I had a good breakfast before I got here, what had trouble sleeping breakfast? last night. So I wanted to go a little light because you don't want to feel too heavy out there uh-huh. in practice. I mean, you know, obviously. But, like, uh, I had a little English muffin, one egg, a little piece of Canadian ham. That, that just sounds like a snack. That don't sound like <laughs> Well, my guess is me and you probably have, you know. <laughs> that's not like a snack. Yeah. Well, again, you want to be <laughs> light. Appetizer. I wanted to be light at practice. I got to get from field no, one you, to I field two. You, Did you happen to hear Kelsey this morning? I went to Cameron Ritchie. He told it in his camp breakfast. It was the opposite of light. Like, I would think you'd want to be light, too. Are you going to be in the heat? And I know he's an offensive lineman, so he's got to eat a lot of food. But, like, it was, like, eggs, sausage, English muffin, fruit. Like, it was a lot. It wasn't light. It's never made sense to me how people eating a lot. Like, you see people eat a ton before they run a marathon. Like, that's never made sense to me. That would just make me very sluggish and tired. I agree. Hugh, when you were playing, were you a light breakfast guy, a heavy breakfast guy? I didn't eat. Like, you the didn't day eat. of the game, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not a breakfast guy How about, guy like, now. training camp? Uh, did, didn't eat in the morning. Before you played, you like to have an empty stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, that's I what I would think. Yeah. Like, like I always, not much. I always eat out before I work. I just, I think it's hard to work out. I should say before you eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But not every meal. No, no. I mean, how many no. times you're working out a day? Well, I work. Yeah, yeah. That's true. a lot. That's a lot of work. All yeah, right, yeah. Elliot. Let's talk about um, your takeaways from training camp. So we had Sirianni and Howie uh, this morning. I didn't think there was anything, you know, super revealing no, there. No, but, but the I, I, w- I will say it is noteworthy how little there was to ask them. 
You know, you figure, look around the league, there's holdouts. The San Francisco 49ers mm-hmm. are dealing with that. Dallas is dealing with it. Uh, there's been years we've, we've come into here and there's big questions about an injury or whatever. Or the quarterback situation. Or the quarterback. There's really nothing of substance to ask them. There was, you know, of course, there's always going to be interesting questions about the team and, you know, uh, minor signings for Howie. But, yeah, this team is, is functioning at a high level right now, and you can see that when, when Howie and Nick speak. It felt like the biggest question this morning, it was different angles on it, was how do you not have a hangover? What, what do you yeah. do to, to put, you know, go past last year to, to kind of focus on this year? You're right. Like, when that's the biggest question, like, mentally, I, I think it took to the end of that presser for someone to say, hey, is anyone on the pup list? And like, right, or yeah. has anyone passed their conditioning right. test? Uh, Nick talked about how they've tried to do studies on why teams that lose the Super Bowl struggle the next year – I mean, it sounds like basically it was just health, which, you know, there's really nothing they can do about that. I give this team credit for how they handle the players. The players really talk about it. But ultimately, getting injured on Sunday it just comes down to, unfortunately, luck. And so last year they had some luck with it. We'll see if it, if it passes into this year. I do think, though, that having Howie in the building is a benefit for Sirianni. Howie has been through this. He was here in, in from 2017 to 2018. He saw some of those problems, and every team's problems are going to be unique. Obviously, there was a Carson Wentz injury thing that I think really impacted that 2018 season. But having Howie, I think, for Nick is going to be a really good resource. First day of camp, I know, and it's small sample size, but what, what kind of jumped out at you today for the first day? The defensive line was really good. So Hassan Reddick did not practice. Uh, he has groin soreness. Um, they said they, they expect him back soon, so they don't view it as, as a major injury or anything like that. But uh, Nolan Smith was unbelievable. Uh, um, he ran with the second-team defense to start, uh, and on one of the first plays of, uh, of the second-team offense, he got to Marcus Mariota. I think it's probably a sack in a real game. But Marcus Mariota avoided it somewhat, kept the play going, and fumbled it. So Nolan Smith basically caused a fumble on one of his first snaps. And just watching his speed out there, Reddick wasn't out there, but you can only imagine the issues opposing offensive tackles are going to have with the speed the Eagles will be able to bring off the edge. So Nolan Smith, really good day. And then, honestly, the other player that stood out to me was Jordan Davis. Uh, One of my biggest concerns about Jordan Davis is, will he be able to impact the passer? Will he be able to rush the passer? Is he just going to be a run stopper? Mm -hmm. I noticed a play today where he got up, Got really good push. Um, I believe it was on the the it would have been the left side of the line. Really good push up the middle with the center and the left guard, and didn't get a sack, but disrupted the play, forced Jalen to kind of have to escape the pocket. So, from a defensive line perspective, I thought they won today. Jalen dropped back, I think, sixteen times in eleven on eleven drills, and he had to either run the ball or was sacked on six of them. So they got really good pressure. Running back rotation. What did you notice today? Because it's the first time in a while that they don't have a lead guy. Right? Like we kind of had our thing with Miles, where it's like, how good is he? Is he really the full lead guy? But he was the lead guy for the last few years, right? So this yeah. is new. So what did you notice today? And how long, in, from your history and your perspective covering camps, how long into a camp can you start to tell who's the who's the lead back if there is one? So. Nick Sirianni, when he did speak today, said that they are going to rotate running backs throughout all the teams. First team, second team, third team. If you remember last year, it became a story that Miles Sanders was getting second team reps. And that mattered because, and again, charting every play, the first year of Sirianni, Miles didn't take a single carry with the second team offense. So when he did it last year, it felt noteworthy. 
This year, Sirianni probably getting in front of that, saying we're going to rotate guys all around. Today, Rashad Penny got the first carry among the running backs with the first-team offense, but he also took carries on the first-team offense, the second-team offense, and the third-team offense. I think Gainwell was the only running back that only took carries only with the first-team offense. But that's probably coincidental. The Eagles really like to try to mask what they're going to do, both scheme-wise and I think personnel-wise, and this running back rotation, the way they're handling it, it's going to be very hard to decipher who they view as the true number one guy. Did anybody jump out at you from the receivers', receivers uh, core? From the receiving core, I should say? Yeah, so if we want to consider Dallas Goddard a receiver, which is really what he is, he probably had the best day of all those guys. A.J. Brown and Devontae were not that involved. They both caught... I think a few checkdowns, but no, no noteworthy plays from them. Dallas Goddard, they did a lot of red zone work today. Uh, their first 11-on-11 11 11 drill was red zone. Their last 11-on-11 11 11 drill was red zone. And Goddard had the most targets of all the players in that red zone. In those red zone drills, he was two for four, and both of his uh, catches were touchdowns. So Goddard, I think, is going to be a bigger part of the red zone offense this year. If you think about how often they use Jalen as a runner in the red zone last year, if they do decide to dial that back, Goddard's the natural kind of beneficiary of that. So I think Goddard had a really good day today. Elliot Shore Parks joining us here. We're live at training camp today on the Midday Show. Elliot, what did you notice with Marcus Mariota? Because it's very easy. <laughs> Nothing good. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's very easy for us to ignore it, but we shouldn't. Jalen Hurts has had two seasons as a starter, and he's missed time in each. And Really, they're lucky last year. They had the bye week in the first round because I don't know if he would have been able to play effectively. So right. the reality of this player is the way he plays, the way the Eagles use him, they're probably going to have to use Mariota at some point this year. And they've always had to use backups. Always. Howie says that all the time. It's right? Eagles history. So yeah. this guy matters. He, he, he could be the difference between winning a division, not number one seed, not. like He might right. play two or three games. What did you notice? Well, if he plays like he played today, he's not winning anything. A preseason game, a training camp game, nothing. Definitely not a playoff game. He was four for eight today. His first two plays, the first play was the fumble I talked about with Nolan Smith. The second play drops back 11 on 11, probably from about eight yards out, throws it right into the hands of a Christian Ellis, the linebacker who was running with the second team defense. So Mariota did not have a good day. I have him down as four for eight. He had one touchdown to Tyree Jackson uh, in a seven on seven, but I didn't think his accuracy was good. I didn't think his decision-making was good. The one maybe kind of excuse you could make is I think the defensive line really got after him. So I think the defensive line had a good day, but one of his strengths is supposed to be moving in the pocket, running around, and I, I did not think he had a good day today. You surprised you? No, you're just going to throw it to me after well, all that. I mean, you, you, of, of all <laughs> I mean, of us, I knew what to expect after listening to Hughes. Of so. all of us here, you watched them the most last no. year. It, and it's a big, it's a critical position. No, it is. And, and, and the one thing in hearing your assessment of him, the one thing that I was saying in my mind that I wasn't going to do, I wasn't going to pile on. So mm. I'm not going to pile on. But to your point, Joe, if, if we have to rely on Marcus Mariota, to play a pivotal role in, in, in this offense at some point in the season, I do not feel good about that. I, and I'm, I'm just going to be totally honest about that. This is nothing personal. This is something that I've seen for 17 games from last season, well, 15 or whatever, however many, however, right. however many it was. This is not as, – as much as he fits the mold and he's a similar player as Jalen Hurts, if he plays in a meaningful game during the course of the season – we're probably in trouble. And that's what it looked like today. I mean, the interception he threw to Christian Ellis, I can't emphasize how much it was directly into the hands of Christian Ellis. Like, right there in the middle of the end zone, right to him. Like, who are you looking at, Tyson? Yeah, like, I, I don't, yeah, I don't like, know what, what he saw do you there. See? And, and again, 
it's his first training camp practice right. with the team. He's with the second team offense. But your point, I mean, your point, Hugh, as well, but Joe's too, like, they, it, the chances are their backup quarterback is going to play meaningful snaps this year. And for what it's worth, I know, and you guys are talking about expectations for this season, the idea they're going to run away with the division I don't think is true. The Dallas Cowboys are the second-best team in the, in the conference. I think they're definitely the Eagles' biggest competition. So the difference between winning uh, the division and being a fifth seed and going on the road could be do they win the game where their backup plays, and Mariota was not good today. Oh, it's gigantic. I mean, it, it could be everything. Ellie, where, where do you fall on the debate we had to open the show today? What's a success for this season for the mm-hmm. Eagles? Because, look, they're the favorite in the NFC. They're the second favorite to win the Super Bowl. And I understand, like, all the pitfalls. I think only three teams in the Super Bowl era have lost a Super Bowl and they come back to win it the next year. Yeah, it's, I think it's been, like, 50 years since an NFC team did it's it. It's really hard. Like it, it is. But that's the way I look at it is that's the only way this is a success. I mean, if they go to the playoffs get knocked out in the first round, I, I think it's not a, even close to a success. Where do you fall on success for this year? So I'm not in the Super Bowl or bus category. I think it's so easy to look at the rest of the the conference and how loaded this roster is the Eagles comp biggest competition and issue this year is not on paper and not on another roster it's dealing with the success of last year we have no idea how Sirianni and Hertz are going to handle it I'm not saying they won't be able to but we also all thought very highly of Doug and Carson after 2017 they were unable to handle the success of getting to the Super Bowl granted they won it but they did get there so I, I when I look at this season if the Eagles can can win the division if they can win a playoff game if they cannot have the step back that we so clearly saw in 2018 that's a successful year because this year to me is about showing the window is wide open for a while the window shut very close very quickly after 2017 at the end of this year you got to feel confident in your head coach and quarterback duo again well, hopefully we will, and it's uh, and that and dealing with that is hard. A lot of teams just don't deal with it. Elliot, yeah. we appreciate you hopping on. I'm sure we'll talk a lot during camp. So, what's the schedule tomorrow? So tomorrow's a walkthrough for them. So unfortunately, we won't be at practice. No, no training camp stats, tweets, anything like that. Friday, we're back here, and you're, Friday we're back. You're yeah, here. Friday, I believe 10 a.m. again. So uh, no injuries today. Successful day. Hopefully Friday the same time. Good heard, first heard day, that, right? Successful day. Yes. First, that's win the day. That's one brick. That's one brick. There you go. <laughs> Nicobe and Hugh are making T-shirts in here, brick by brick. Nicobe, I mean, yeah, I, I did the players' lounge with Nicobe last year. He's he's very Jalen like in his ability to uh, to motivational speak and like, oh, phrases and yeah, all that. No, yeah. yeah, he's he, he's there's something good about him. All right, two one. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.